0: What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to The Crease Dive presented by Barstool Sports. Today is Friday, May 10th, and the 2019 NCAA Division I Men's Lacrosse Tournament is here. Motherfuckers, let's go. It is the most wonderful time of the year. We've got 16 teams still playing D1 college lacrosse, and they're all fighting for a spot to come to Philly. The Paris of Pennsylvania, the mecca of the lacrosse world on Memorial Day weekend. So, Jake, how are you how are you feeling? We we got this tournament getting going tomorrow. We got four games on Saturday, four games on Sunday, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, you you can't you can't beat it. This is this is like the one stretch of the year where lacrosse rules the world.
1: Oh well, initially, I'm concerned about your your usage of the Paris of Pennsylvania for people, Philadelphia people, because that's people a, that's a point that. of contention for a lot of people. Yeah, people it, call yeah. it that. Well, we'll we'll let you have that one. That's fine. I'll let you. I'll let you have that one. But this is yes. This is this is the time of year that nothing. As as the boys know, nothing fucking matters except the tournament, and nothing matters now that you've got everybody's cemented in, everybody's locked in. They're ready to fucking play. Everything that's happened up to this point doesn't matter if you lose. This is yeah. this is, is winner, win or go home. So it's, I'm it's get
0: or get got. Um, you know, and 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 it's a great time for everyone. Like not even just the boys that are playing, but like you know the the weather's nice outside. Like you don't you don't want to do shit at work. You know, if you're working, you're not working because it's nice to shit out. Um, you know, if you're still in school, like you're probably done for the semester. So you know, everyone's just kind of kicking back and watching some lacks. So um, yeah, again, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, I already talked about this a little bit when I did my solo show on the, on the selection Sunday uh, reaction episode. Um, But you know, my take at first with, with this tournament is that no one really got snubbed. Um, you know, I I think that you could definitely make the case to start expanding the tournament a little bit more because there are some teams that you know might deserve to be playing. Um, but I didn't think that there were any teams, uh, in terms of like a sixteen-team tournament, that got snubbed. Uh, was were there any teams out there that you thought you know should deserve to to be in this tournament right now that are uh, you know they're they're done for the year?
1: I'm gonna be honest, uh, no. Um, I know that, and and I love the boys over there. I know that the boys at high point were sour and I know a lot of people were sour, but you know, we get into this big discussion when you go through high points record of like, what is, what really is the value of beating Duke in February? You know, like that's, there's not really an objective, I mean, there's not really an objective way to look at it because everybody, know, it's just like a, everybody, the fact that everybody knows that Duke in February and Duke in playoff time is completely different team. That's a subjective way of looking at, you know, See, like that, that's, and, that's a, but I like, mean, there's, there's no way to quantify that really.
0: Well, you know? but like but that's like even the one thing that doesn't know that there's a difference between beating duke in february and beating them in in march april and may um are the computers who do the rpi which like how are the fuck you calculate rpi like that's just again that those are just like made up numbers to me but like they put them out there in a list so i'm just going to follow that list um you know and and according to rpi like high point was out of the tournament so like even Even a machine that doesn't even know the difference between beating Duke in February and then later in the season was like, yeah, like you guys had a good year, like you were right on the the bubble there, but you know, sorry, it wasn't enough this year. So, um, you know, I I I do think that there is though a case to be like if you wanted to make it like a like a twenty team tournament, and then you had like all of the top four seeds play like, so there's a, there's a play in to play mm-hmm. against all the top four seeds. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that bringing more teams into the, like, I, I think that lacrosse is at a point right now. Um, you know, division one college lacrosse is at a point where there are enough good teams where you can have a 20 team tournament. Um, you know, there was a time like 10, 15 years ago where I'd say like, uh, eh, there are really only like 10 really good lacrosse teams right now. And like the rest of these teams are like, whatever, um, but right now I mean, there's, there's definitely 20 that, that could be playing, but yeah, in terms of snubs, everyone can just shut up about
1: snubs. Yeah, I totally agree. And then, I mean, you know, it also becomes like, well, I guess you, I suppose you could expand the tournament a bit, but like, you know, the exclusivity of, of the, of the tournament, it, you know, makes everybody play harder, you know, then you, then you truly have the, you know, the best, the, 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 cream of the crop, you know, outside of the side of these 16, I, you know, I really don't feel as if, You know, anybody got a significant snub. I I just can't make a case for it. Like, I know Boston, it was 11 and six, Hobart were 11 and five, but you have to look at their strengths of schedule. Um, You know, Air Force, Cornell were both 10 and five. Like, it's just these are, these are it. You know, Hopkins made it. They're eight and seven, you know? So, I mean, it, 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 you know, if anything, you could make for some of the conferences might be, you know, shuffle around a little bit. But you know, that's that's a that's a much bigger discussion. You know, that's the fifty thousand. You know, I'm looking at it fifty thousand feet. You know, we we could we could go microscopic on it and you know, bitch about your favorite team not being in the right conference or some shit like that. But we don't do that here. We yeah. just, we just watch the game, bro. And my uh, thing what? is
0: like like if if you're in like a like a shittier con like if you're high point and you're in the SoCon like one you either need to win your conference or like two like like you're going to be playing against some, some kind of shitbag teams during the regular season in, in the SoCon conference. So like you kind of, you can't lose games to, to St. John's and Jacksonville. Like you have to like, there, there are programs that need to prove themselves more in order for the the committee to be like, yeah, like you guys are good. Like, come on in. So like, you know, a team like Hopkins, who's eight and seven getting in, it's like, well, yeah, they're eight and seven, but they also have a nasty schedule. So, um, you know, if, if, you're, if your schedule's weak, you got to take advantage of it and you can't just drop random games to St. John's and, and Jacksonville. So, um, but yeah, so I, again, I, I, I think 20 teams is where like, I wouldn't go any further than that. I wouldn't do a round of 32 and then the 16 yeah. cause yeah. that's, there are well, not five, g-
1: five games. That's you know by the time you you, you got boys and be beat up by the end of by the end of that. You know you get you, these guys aren't running three midfield lines and it would be stretched out way too long and, and I don't I don't think that would be
0: yeah, but, yeah I
1: don't think you get enough eyes on that.
0: Yeah, I, I think if there was a, a play in game to play against each of the one seeds that could you know yeah. because because the only thing that like does suck is like you do I mean you get a team like UMBC in there who like you know no offense UMBC but like. uh you guys finished below 500 and you're in because you won the America East and the America East was a shit show this year. So, um, you know, I do think, you know, obviously a team like high point would be better in there than UMBC, but it's like, well, yeah, they won their conference. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe just add a few more at larges. but other, I'm not really complaining about it either way, just because I, I think that the committee got it right. Um, and it all gets going Saturday at noon with, with maybe, uh, I mean, all, all these games are great. You know, especially, you know, we get down to 16 teams and the, and the, the, best 16, you know, besides a couple uh, in, in the country. So obviously all these games are going to be great, but this first one on Saturday has a chance to be a, uh, an all time classic. We've got Pat Spencer and the Loyola Greyhounds. They will be hosting the Syracuse orange. Um, I mean, Pat Spence, Whew, he has been looking mighty, mighty human lately, and and I hate saying that because he's uh you know one of the all time greats in college across, and I I think he still has a couple more games of college across in him, but three out of the last four games he has been shut out. I mean he's he's added a few assists in there, but he has not found the back of the net in three of Loyola's last four games, and that Loyola offense against Army looked pretty horrific.
1: I we're on the same page. Um, I mean, it, he is Superman to me. Um, but like even Superman has his kryptonite, right? You know, that's so fucking cliche, but I mean, you it, maybe it's the end of the season. Maybe he's thinking, maybe he's got eyes on the playoffs. Who knows? But like he, they're going to have to show up against Syracuse because Syracuse, when Syracuse wants to play Syracuse can fucking ball, they are scary when they want to play Stephen Rafis. Uh, Stephen Rafus behind the cage has great vision. Got my boy Nate out there just fucking killing it, and Bradley Boyd too. Like they're, I mean, if they want to play, they can play, and I would not want to get hit by Brandon Bomber in the open field. So, I mean, I think we'll know by the tempo of the game how how it's going to happen. But I think we we got a we got a real barn burner on our hands here. Like this could be this could be a, a, a like a um, either a, a shootout or a or a dog fight. I, I, it's going to be a good one, though. I, I can feel it. Yeah.
0: So I, I think you know, like you mentioned that, like it, it really comes down to like how Syracuse wants to play in this game. Like, there's a chance that they just show up and and nothing's clicking. They're on the road, like you know, like they're not in the Carrier Dome where they they've just been gunning down teams. Um, but so you know, them being on the road might be a, a little tricky here. But I, I think that Syracuse. I would definitely give them the edge in terms of like offensive depth in this game. Like they have seven guys who who have double digit goals this year. Now, with that being said, like like Loyola's top three are fucking just gunslingers. So we we got Pat Spencer with 40 goals, Chase Scanlon with 40 goals, Kevin Lindley with 57 tucks. What a beast. Um, you know, so their their top three are obviously the, the top three in this game. Um but, I mean, we're we're in the middle of May right now, and we're working our way towards Memorial Day weekend. Like, these, you know, you need your star players to be star players in these games, but then you also need guys who can come in, give you a couple minutes, and, like, put the ball in the back of the net. So you can't just be running one midi line out there and, and just running the same six guys the whole time. So, I mean, depth is pretty important in May, and so I, I would give QC advantage there. Um, the only thing is, is like the, the X factor is obviously Pat Spencer hot take alert. Um, but you know, this, every game from now on has the potential to be his final college lacrosse game ever. Um, you know, I, I think that he's one of those guys who, uh, you know, definitely no one's going to take it lightly, but I feel like Pat Spencer's a guy who, if, if he doesn't want his college lacrosse career to end on Saturday, it won't end on Saturday. Like that's how much of a difference maker he can be again.
1: Hot take alert. Yeah. That's a huge hot take. Oh, and it's Tyson Bombary. I always fuck that up because I have CTE or something like that. Yeah. But um,
0: Brendan played at Syracuse too. So
1: you know what? There there's this. Okay. They're the same person to me. That's fine. Um, so Pat's going to come on the field is what's the what? you know, we, we got to consider the weather. Like, are we going to like, is, is he going to, you know, we got to watch him during warmups. Like, you know, well, here's but, the thing. I
0: remember, like, remember last year in that, uh, that tournament game against Virginia, where it got delayed until like 11 PM, mm-hmm. um, you know, because of lightning and shit. And, uh, he came out, he, he, he torched it up a little bit. He had that one, um, you know, uh, he was uh what was he doing here he was cutting across the middle of the field and then kind of little like step back roll like shot right out of the roll um stung at top corner so you know i i don't know if if there's really anything that can affect pat spencer except for like whatever's going on with him right now so like i i don't know if he's 100 percent healthy he's, he's had some time to you know get himself healthy but like it I don't know. The fact that he hasn't scored in three out of the last four games is kind of worrisome. But again, I, I still think
1: he's I a mean, good again- dude. He's still got a hundred, you know, hundred points on the year. Yeah, you know, which is uh, absurd. Um,
0: um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm going Loyola there. I, I do think that, uh, you know, Syracuse having to travel down to Baltimore is is going to be a little tricky for them. Uh, that also gives Pat Spencer more time to, you know, get you know, get himself situated, you know, whether he's he's hurt or not. So he, he doesn't have to deal with traveling. Um, so I, I got Loyola in this one. I feel like you're probably there too, but it's, I mean, it's going to be a game. I
1: am, but I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not confident in it. Okay. I wouldn't, I'm not going to bet on that one. Uh, I, 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 I don't like, I mean, Syracuse is scary. I've seen them, you know, they can move the ball better than anybody, um, you know, when they want to though. You know, so it depends on, you know, how they, how they want to show up and how the boy how Desco has the boys out for the day, but you know, anybody's game, right? Yeah. Uh, well, the second game of the day and
0: this one right here, this, this has Jordy upset alert on it. um So just, you know, I, I know that all your ears just perked up right there. Uh, so we've got, the Yale Bulldogs, so they were the uh, runner-up in the Ivy League, and they'll be taking on Georgetown. And Georgetown gets in after, this is this is something that I called a while back, back in March, right, right before Georgetown played Denver in the regular season, I said, listen up, guys. Denver's going to smack the shit out of Georgetown right here, but this, they're going to have a rematch in the Big East Championship, and Georgetown's going to win that. Lo and behold, Georgetown takes down Denver and for the first time in, in a long time, Denver out of the tournament. Uh, So, you know, Georgetown's coming in pretty hot after, after beating up Denver 12 to nine you know, they're on a nice little like five game win streak here with, you know, their last loss coming against uh, Loyola. So, you know, quality loss there. So they've been playing some good ball and Yale, I mean you look back on the game against Penn and it you know it, it does look like uh you know TD Erlen got you know it it, it was it wasn't TD Erlen losing faceoffs but it, it was just Penn's three-man unit just grinding it out um and that I mean that that shows that it's it's a pretty big difference maker if Yale's not getting the ball back every single time after they score so um you know again it, hate cliches, but like always fall into the trap of saying cliches. Like this is a game that, that, you know, I, I, I would pay attention to the face-offs here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really like this Georgetown team. I've been pretty high on this Georgetown team all, all season long. Um, You know, they get. Oh, not a big deal. Or Where where do you have them? Uh, you know, finishing out on Saturday, are, are they are they making another run to Memorial Day weekend or?
1: You know, I saw Georgetown play a little bit this year. Um, I know that Jake Carraway and Daniel Bacaro are absolute ballers. I mean, you know, they're quietly tucking away 70, 80 points a piece. That's pretty solid, especially you know you really want that from. I mean, from any you know top tier team, that's you know solid from your attack. Uh, you're right. TD Erland's going to have to play. I mean, he's been to Championship Weekend before. You know, like he—he's one of these guys who, who, and their whole team's been to Championship Weekends weekend before. So you know, it's their first round game. They're going to come in. They're going to be really, you know, they're—they're they're not going to have the nerves. I don't think. You know, and I think Georgetown might have the nerves because Georgetown has, has something to prove. I mean, thirteen and four is pretty damn good record. You know, and and they're in the tournament and they drew. Unfortunately, they drew the, you know, the, the defending champions. So you could also say that Yale has something improved. Like they're defending champs. They got to get back up there. Um, I, I want to think-
0: know, just speaking of the fact that they've all been to championship weekend before, I want to know, I can't imagine that there ever has been just because transferring isn't necessarily like that common in college lacrosse. Um, there's no way that there's been a player that has gone to championship weekend with two different teams before right like that there, there's no way that that's ever happened could no. td erlin be the first like i i,
1: I think that I, would be it that would certainly be a record i mean you might you might ask one of these old guys you know maybe yeah. back in the day but i mean but back in the day you have to sit for a year
0: yeah so you couldn't
1: so you, couldn't, so you physically could not yeah um so I don't know. Yeah, may,
0: maybe I would want to root for history, but if 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 I had to put one team on upset alert, um, and it's not even that I'm putting Yale on upset alert, it's just that I think that Georgetown's coming into this pretty hot. Uh, I think that's
1: fair. I think yeah. that's a that's a that's a t- totally fair. And they've got you know um, right into the next game. Uh, Pin and Army. Um, there's my upset alert. I got I got Army uh, over Pin. Um, so, you know, Georgetown comes out of that one and they got to play army. I think that's another good game. You know, uh, Penn gave Yale the business. Uh, I, I, I still think they're kind of suspect though. Um, I, th- I think that when it winning the Ivy was pretty good. Uh, I don't, I just don't think that it's, I, I don't think that Penn is on the same level as some of the other teams in the in the in the bracket. And I think that Army's playing really strong right now, especially after beating Loyola. They're on a good high. They're like, "Fuck, we're gonna get out there and just whip some fucking ass." The Troops, and of course, you can't ever root against the Troops. So,
0: yeah, unless you're ISIS. Um, I, True. The one thing that I will say is is definitely has me a little bit nervous about Penn um, is the fact like. Like, eventually, you're due for a loss. Now, you could have said the same thing about, you know, those like Hopkins teams that went undefeated and the Virginia team that went undefeated. So, like, yeah, you would think that like they're due for a loss. And it's like, no, you fucking idiot. They went away and and went undefeated the entire season and ended with a national championship. Um, So, you know, maybe like due for a loss isn't necessarily, uh, you know, a, a doomsday curse, but the fact that they've won. 11 straight games in a row after losing their first 3 of the season um like i it, it just feels like eventually it it's going to have to tip um i think that this is a game where it, it obviously it can go either way i like the way that army was able to shut down pat spencer and that loyola offense uh in that patriot league semis was like masterful and you know, the, these people, they're all going to be defending our nation. So, you know, defending a couple of lacrosse players, isn't necessarily the hardest thing in the world, except for when you have to defend Pat Spencer, In which case, you know, you, it, you got to put together like a full war plan. Um, the, the cool thing here, we, we got a couple of freshmen who will be going uh, head to head. Well, you know, at, at different ends of the field, but uh, Penn, they're they're led by freshman Sam Hanley. Uh so he's got 34 goals, 24 assists on the season, and then Army being led by Brendan Nickturn, who dude, this kid fucking came out of nowhere. And he is an absolute killer. Uh so you know, probably everyone by now has seen the uh the goal celebration he had against Holy Cross, breaking out the little Arya Stark Death Slayer. Um and, and he's just been playing with a ton of uh, not even necessarily like swagger, I guess, like, cause, cause he plays a pretty fundamental game. Um, but Brendan Nicktern has been on a, on a war path in these last few games, uh, you know, against Loyola and then turned it on in the fourth quarter against Lehigh in that Patriot league final. So yeah, I, I like, I like army in this one too. Um, the only thing is like my heart is rooting for Penn to win uh, just cause I, I, you know, I would love to see a Philly team playing at the link Memorial day weekend. But I, you know, I'm, I'm like right there with you though, where I do think that army can come away with a, with a, you know, like a one or two goal win, especially because of AJ Barreto. What a fucking beast he was in those last couple games.
1: Yeah. He's been on fucking fire, dude. That, he, he's really fucking good. And Brendan Nick is, Ternis- Absolutely, the truth. Um, we've got, I mean, we've got freshmen on a ton of teams this year, especially that have made to the tournament that are absolutely killing it. Um, you know, I and and
0: Nick turned he was so he was originally, I guess, committed to St. Joe's in Philly, and then Army was like, no, 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 like, don't, don't, don't go waste your time there. You're gonna come here and be an absolute beast. Um, so I mean, shout out to. Like that right there, that's probably why you uh you know why the NCAA decided to get rid of uh you know uh early early committals just because you had all these kids making dumbass decisions that probably should have waited until they, they panned out a little bit more in high school, and Brendan Nickturn is you know case A right there.
1: Oh, definitely. Um let's see.
0: Yeah, so so you, I mean, you're obviously you yeah, know, I'm, Army I'm, your I'm upset Army. Pick, so yeah, that's yeah, my
1: upset pick.
0: Um, all right, and then the the final game on Saturday, so uh, yeah, so Loyola Syracuse, that's at twelve. Yale, Georgetown's two thirty. Penn Army, that's at five. The seven thirty game on Saturday, the Virginia Cavaliers, after winning the ACC, they will be taking on Bobby Mo. Uh, so you know Robert Morris gets in there after winning the NEC and you look at how Robert Morris started the season they were 1 and 7 1 and 7 you're looking at this team 1 and 7 you know they they had a pretty good uh first round matchup against Maryland last year where they gave the Terps everything they could um you know Terps were pretty lucky to get out of that one without getting upset you follow that up by going 1 and 7 and you think to yourself well shit you know maybe Maybe the magic's gone. Wrong, because since going one and seven, they have now won seven games in a row. They won their conference. Um, so I mean, they're they're playing pretty good lacrosse right now. I mean, none of the wins are necessarily uh, strong. Strong. I mean, they're all just like in conference wins. And you know, no offense, the Northeast Conference is. I mean, it's just not a good lacrosse conference. Um, so you know you 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 look at the wins that Robert Morris has been stringing together and then you look at Virginia beating Notre Dame North Carolina uh you know North Carolina twice Hopkins um so i mean i mean obviously a little disparity there but i do think that Robert Morris could could make this one another interesting game i mean they play weird lacrosse. they've they've they're led uh you know four, yeah four of their top five uh guys on offense are Canadians. So like, that's going to be, you know, just a really weird kind of change of pace for Virginia's defense to try to get, you know, used to. So, um, you know, when you're playing against a bunch of Canadians, it's, you know, it's, it's just going to be a little weird. The the game's going to be a lot different than what Virginia is used to playing. Um, So it's going to be, it's going to be a a real fucky game.
1: Yeah. Like the Robert Morris entire attack line is Canadian, you know, like that's something that, you know, you're, you're, you're really looking at matchups then there. Um
0: Well, that's the thing. That, like, that's going to come. Like, your, your short stick D-mids on Virginia are probably going to have a game where they're going to want to burn that film because they're going to get attacked and they're going to get worked. They did the same thing to Maryland last year. So, um yeah, I, I would say if if Virginia's SSDMs show up and just, like, if they have just been crushing the weight room this week, then this will be a blowout. But if Virginia's SSDMs are about to, you know, just get danced by, then this is going to be a game where, you know, the first half of this game people are going to be like, "Uh uh-oh, upset, alert, upset, alert, upset. And then, you know, finally Virginia will come away with, like, a two- or three-goal win. But it'll be a first half where people are like, oh, shit, Robert Morse is about to do it.
1: Yeah, those Canadians are going to be fucking toying with them. Uh, I, mean, I, I still think Virginia is going to come away with the you know this one. You know they they finished the year um, impressively, uh, thirteen and three. I, I you know we we kind of danced back and forth on them all year, um, which I think is fair because they had some you know they they had some some questionable play. Uh, I guess you could say you know uh, they. Losing to Loyola right out, and then losing to High Point, and then you know getting kind of, kind of blown out by by Duke, twelve to seven. You know, it it is kind of, you know, then everything else was kind of close. You know, one one goal over Princeton, one goal over Syracuse, two goals over Notre Dame over Notre Dame. So, I mean, you know, they still ended up winning the conference, but I, I I wouldn't necessarily say they got exposed any this season. I think that Michael Cross, Ian Laviano toxic and or ryan conrad are all just fucking filthy um I, I think that uva could could make a run for sure yeah
0: yeah my so it, it's it'll be again like i i think that they win this game 100 like i'm not worried about them losing um but i it it could either be a close game or if virginia shorts at d mids just decide to be beast and then you know if robert morris is turning the ball over and Virginia gets themselves going in transition, then you know there's a chance that this thing could get blown wide open. Um, I don't personally. I'm I'm rooting for chaos, so I would like it to be a little bit closer. But I, I've definitely got Virginia on that one.
1: Yeah, we all like a little bit of chaos in our tournament.
0: Well, that'll bring us into Sunday. So, uh, so at, at the time that we're recording this uh, episode right now, so it's uh, you know it's Wednesday night and. At this very moment, actually, uh, so UMBC and Maris, they are in halftime. So Maris is up six to five right now. Um, by the time that we're done recording, maybe th- this game will be over. But like, so we don't know who Penn State is playing just yet. But let's just make it abundantly clear it does not matter. Can, can we? Can yeah, we agree I mean,
1: with that? 100%. I mean, it, they. That game for Maris and UMBC was for Maris and UMBC UMBC to have one final game for the, for the year. Like that was that was for them to have fun because the next one is not going to be fun. Penn yeah. State is, is as as you would say wagon. They are absolutely just toying with people, and I think that I, I think they'll probably put up twenty five just to make a statement. I think Tambroni will let him put up 30. Do you think that he let him put up 30 on on UMBC or Marist?
0: The only reason why I don't think that they would put up 30 is because I do think that you know each team comes in here into the tournament with like a finite amount of goals. Now, the amount of goals is is different for every team. Um, but but you don't have an unlimited supply of goals for these next four games. So I think that Tambroni's probably smart enough. Like he he's been a championship weekend before with Cornell. Like he probably knows this. So, you know, once they get to that 20 mark, he'll probably start saying, all right, boys, like, let's, let's save some of these goals in the tank. We're going to need them a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Maris lost 22 to six to Virginia. Um, and, and I think that, you know, I, you know, Virginia and Penn State, they're they're pretty, pretty even, but I would still give Penn State the edge in that one. Um, so if if you know if Maris comes away here with, with a win, because you know they're up right now at halftime. Um, you know, I could I mean I'm they're gonna put up 20 regardless on each of these teams. Um, dude, that Big Ten final was such an unreal game. The the fourth quarter of that game was absurd. Um obviously Penn State got the win in overtime dude there was one point when I was watching that I swear to god Penn State had at least five possessions in a row where they threw at least one backhand pass
1: it's like it's like I, I really have not seen an offensive unit in many years that I don't even know how to describe it they are like like their brains are like one like you know like a hive mind they're like all connected somehow because they know where each other is on, at all fucking times of the field. like they know where each other player is on the field at all times it's insane they you, they throw no look passes and shit and it's like what it's like how you know how do you get guys like this thing? i mean they must they must sleep in the same bed Dude, there's something
0: there was one there was one go i, I... I forget who scored. It might have been Jack Kelly, uh, but Matt O'Keefe is is kind of just running up the alley a little bit, and he throws this like, it. I mean, it was it was a, a behind the back like lob pass, just like up up into the middle of, of the offensive field. And I'm thinking to myself, like, did he like just try to like fake a behind the back pass, and it just slipped out of his stick weird? Like, no, it lobbed straight. I I'm pretty sure it was Jack Kelly just cutting out of nowhere in a stick in the back of the net bingo bango see you later turn the rake um so yeah like they just penn state is just they just they just fuck around too like i like that's that's the the great thing about the way that they it's just like it's like an and one mixtape for the cross just every single possession there's something that's just like oh my god these
1: kids are sick and that's what you love to see, you know, that, that's what gets the butts in seats and that's what, you know, that, uh, we're going to see non lacrosse people talking about it, you know, this weekend, which is going to be, which is going to be sweet. And that's what, you know, that's what you want. That's what you want to see. You want to see back. you want to see NBA Twitter in on it. You know, you want to see uh, uh, hockey Twitter, you know, there's, there's some overlap there. I don't,
0: I don't necessarily know if you want to see hockey Twitter on it. Nah, maybe not. I definitely
1: don't, don't want to see Philly Twitter in there anywhere. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they, dude, bunch of dirt bags screaming. Yeah, I don't want to see any of that. Yeah, we're
0: we're always got to be pissed off about something. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, wh- whoever wins this game. So again, we're recording on Wednesday. So whoever wins this game tonight uh, between UMBC and Marist, you are just playing uh to have the the chance to get your asses handed to you by Penn State. Uh, I believe the only person in the world who thinks that like a team like Marist would have any shot uh, is Robbie O. But he is off his goddamn rocker if he thinks that Penn State is losing in the first round. Uh, so, yeah, we're in consensus about that. So, Sunday at 2.30, this is a, uh, a good old-fashioned in-state matchup. This is this is just traditional hot bed lacrosse with the Towson Tigers. They will be hosting the Maryland Terps, the last team in, a, a team that has been to the Final Four in each of the last 75 years. Uh, they were the last team in the tournament this year. They, they got a little help there with, uh, you know, Lehigh losing, um, the, the Patriot league final and also Penn winning the, the Ivy. So Maryland gets in, so they have a chance to make it to what, what would it realistically be? Six in a row, six final fours in a row. I believe it's been five, maybe. I think it would be six. Yeah. It'll either be their fifth or six. Um, and then Towson, so a, a team that was, you know, they were they were hit pretty hard there by, uh, you know, getting uh, ranked number one overall. So, you know, they, they were first in the nation after that win over Loyola. Then they played Jacksonville. We squeaked out a win against Jacksonville. Then three losses in a row. So they're coming in here. Um, you know, they were at a point where if they had lost that CAA final to Drexel, like they – they might not even be in the tournament, which would have been wild to see a team that was ranked first in the country, not make the tournament. Um, but they took care of business against Drexel. So now they got the Terps. The Terps are coming off of back-to-back losses against Hopkins. So, you know, they, they don't really, uh, you know, they haven't really been faring too well against, against those Baltimore teams. Um, so, I mean, th- those are, I mean, that, that's a huge rivalry for Maryland and for them to lose both of those games back to back like that would give me a a little bit of a little bit of juice. If I was on Towson.
1: Yeah, I'd have a, I'd have a little bad taste in my mouth. Um, I, you know, I got to give the edge here to Maryland just because they know what to do when playoff time comes around. You know, it's not a, it's not a rate. It's not the regular season anymore. Um, I think, I think Towson got, Towson got bit pretty hard by the number one bug. Um, it does that doesn't mean that they can't play uh they're in the tournament for the reason and i think they absolutely can play um wouldn't be surprised if maryland edged out a win by three or four goals just uh but but i know who i know who's going to keep them in the game is alex woodall um alex woodall is going to keep Towson in the game uh a kid's a star uh through and through absolutely sick um And I think that Maryland is going to have to show up at the X ready to play. You know, they're not, Taos is not going to give them the game, you know, uh, obviously we're going back to the same fucking cliches that we always talk about, you know, just, just coach stuff. Um, but uh, I, I mean, it's, it's going to be good. I don't think I've been this excited for a slate of games in a long time because these, these, some of these, you know, these, what five out of eight of these games are pretty evenly matched. So that's nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think, like, out of those five, so, you know, Loyola, Syracuse, Yale, Georgetown, Penn. So, I mean, I, I think out of all – take away Penn State versus whoever they're playing against, I think in this other seven of these eight games, like, there's a chance that, like, the final, like, goal differential could be, like, ten – or let you know like like each game is going to be like one or two goals so um i mean i'm right there with you the crazy thing to think about in this game is that like maryland even though they've been to like five straight final fours like they're still probably like the inexperienced team in this matchup um like they're they top six point scores right now Three sophomores and and a freshman and Kyle Long. So uh, I mean Logan Wisnowskis, uh, you know Anthony DeMayo, Bubba Fairman, like you know and all kids who they they obviously they they played a full season last year, made it to championship mm-hmm. weekend. Um, you know they they've been following up right here. Um, you know and then when you have you know a, a guy like Jared Bernhardt who's been there. This is his third year there now, so he's kind of there to you know quarterback the whole thing. Um, you know they're young. But I, I just think you know because the program's been there so often in recent history, and and because Tillman has been there, um, you know I, I would I would still probably give them the edge when it comes to tournament time. Um, I mean, Nadalin and Towson have, have been there recently too. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go. I I think just because they lost to Hopkins back to back like that, I think that they do rebound here and they win. They win by one.
1: I think that's fair, definitely.
0: Um, all right. So then we uh, we go. My, my geography is a little bit off, but I believe that we'll go a little bit south, and it'll be uh, Richmond taking the ride over t- to Durham to play against Duke. Yeah, that's definitely south of Maryland. Um, so Duke a little bit surprised. Like it, I, I said, if there was one thing about this tournament, um, in terms of the selection that, that surprised me, it was the fact that Duke got the two seed. Um, I think that there were like a few teams that probably had, had like a realistic client for that two seed. And like Duke was also in that mix, but I don't th- necessarily think that, that it should have been them. Um, it's neither here nor there like seeding's at this point aren't necessarily like once you get out of this first round and you know these games are at neutral sites um it doesn't really matter that much uh but yeah duke being the second seed was was a little weird to me uh but then they'll be going up against richmond who uh you know richmond took down high point for uh you know to to win the socon and you know they're they're the sole reason why everyone online is but hurt that high point is not in the tournament this year, um, but TCOB they took care of business. Um, you know they lost the High Point to end the regular season, came back and and like they didn't beat High Point in the SoCon final. They smacked the shit out of them, fifteen to seven. So they're coming in playing some some damn good lacrosse. Um, and Duke, I mean, when's the last time that that Duke played? Like it's it's been like a couple weeks since since Duke has played. Um, you know, since yeah, they,
1: they played Notre Dame,
0: yeah, and in the semifinals, there of the ACC, so like, so there was a week off between the ACC semifinals and the ACC championship, so they didn't play that week, and then this whole week leading up to Richmond, so Duke hasn't played. I mean, by the time that this game gets going, I think it's gonna be f- like 15 days,
1: yeah, and that's fucking scary as shit. Uh, I'd, I'd be horrified. Um, you know, we can say you know you could say that, that Duke doesn't deserve the two seed, but Syracuse, North Carolina, and Notre Dame—that's uh, five goals—and they would have beaten those three teams and been undefeated on the year. So we could you could say that that Duke shouldn't be the two seed, but I, I would contend that. And I hate I hate rooting for Duke. It fucking sucks. It's not it's not good. You have to th- if you throw out the high point loss. And you look at the rest of like Syracuse, they lost by one. North Carolina, they lost by two. Notre Dame, they lost by two. Those those seem like quality losses to me. I think that they they would be well suited to be number two. Um, I think Virginia's losses hurt more, uh, but that's neither here nor there. We're in playoff time now. Um, I think Joe Robertson, Brad Smith, um, Jake Seau. I think that they're they're going to absolutely ball. I think they're ready. You know, that's fuck Dano. I'm sure he's had the boys absolutely hitting the wall on on the field for 2 weeks. They're going to come out probably just
0: doing f- some like yoga and shit too.
1: Something. They're going to be they're, they've been doing something. They've been sitting in an infrared sauna like you know, using all sorts of essential oils and shit. Who fucking knows? They're going to come out hot and I think that, it, that they're just going to blow past Richmond and it probably no, I won't I won't go there. I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not going to say it. we we've even Do talked it. about that. Do it. Do it. It. I think they're going to they're going to blow through Notre Dame and blow, or or Hawkins whoever comes out of that game. I think Duke's going to blow right to the semifinals. Wow. I I I hate it. You heard I it you hate first. It. You did. You did. I think I think Duke is in the semis is a lock.
0: Okay. But- now, something to keep in mind here. When Duke and Richmond played earlier this season, that was an eight-seven game going into the fourth quarter.
1: And I called that. I told you that Richmond could play. I remember that, that that podcast. I said, look out for Richmond because they they can play. Not gonna win, but they can play. It was an
0: eight-seven game going into the fourth quarter. Now keep in mind, like Richmond in that game, they so they I think they came out and scored like on like their first like, like two or three possessions, like bang bang maybe bang. And then like, they like, they got pushed around by, by Duke's defense since. Um, So like Richmond played like the, the weirdest game of all time where they started off hot as shit and then just got kind of buried later. So, you know, I don't know if that was the fact that uh, you know, Duke wasn't necessarily ready for Richmond to snap off at first. And then they kind of had a little wake up call about five minutes into that game or if it's the fact that that Richmond just kind of just the, the wheels fell off for them. So I, I don't necessarily, I don't see this being a blowout. I will go with, with Duke getting the win. Um, I think it'll be, I'm not going to have him as a lock to, to beat whoever comes out of, uh, you know, Notre Dame and, and Hopkins just because, um, One, you never know what what could happen with, with Notre Dame. I mean, there, there, there could be some, some miracles in the South bend, uh, you know, in, in the near future here. Also the way that, that Hopkins played against, uh, Penn state in that big 10 final. Um, so I mean, they're, they're all playing good lacrosse, but I got Duke coming out on this one, but my lock of the week is that there will be tweets during the first half of this game saying that, uh, having Duke on upset alert and saying that Richmond's going to pull this one off. I think that that Richmond controls the game, uh, in the first half just because, you know, they've been playing more recently. They smacked the shit out of the high point. Um, they've already had a hot ish start against Duke before the season. So I think they get going right away and it probably takes a while for Duke to break off some of that rust from having no games in 15 days. But yeah, I'll, I'll still take Duke in that one. I think that's fair. um, and then yeah so so the game that you know you kind of just alluded to the final game of the first round the johns hopkins blue jays a, a team that uh i mean they, they they needed you know the the last three games that they just had they needed every single second of those games in order to get themselves into this tournament with an at large bid uh they'll be going up against notre dame who uh I mean offensively looked like absolute dog shit against Virginia in the ACC final but you know for a team that uh has been without one of their their big time difference makers uh so far this season um you know a, a, a real good real good season for them so far so I mean Hopkins you look at what happened on Easter Sunday it was like like if if John's Hopkins was Jesus And they and like resurrected on Easter, people will be telling Jesus to go kill himself again because they got fucking steamrolled by Penn State 20 to 9. And at that point, you're like, maybe, maybe Hopkins is done forever. Um, like that's that's a loss that is extremely difficult to come back from. Like you're like like Johns Hopkins lacrosse is like when you talk to people that aren't lacrosse fans. If if you just say like Johns Hopkins, they'll be like, oh yeah, like that's a lacrosse school. Like that's like almost like the you know Hopkins, Syracuse, like those are like the epitomes of of traditional uh, lacrosse teams. And to get fucking spanked twenty to nine by Penn State um, was going to be a tough one for them to come back from. Until they beat Maryland back to back to once to end the regular season. And then once in the big 10 semifinals uh, and then gave Penn state everything they could in, in that big 10 final. So shout out to Joey Epstein, by the way uh, what a freak that kid is freshman setting the record for most goals in a big 10 championship game. He had seven goals in that game and uh, you know, that, that final goal of regulation. So when um you know, whenever who, – who picked up that ground ball off the faceoff? It might have been, like, Evan Zinn. As soon as he – like, he snagged up that that ground ball at the faceoff, spun out of the, the double team, and, like, as soon as he hit that spin, you are like, oh, shit, this ball is about to go to Epstein, and he is about to just launch the ball into the back of the net, and this is going to overtime. Next thing you know, boom, here we go, OT. Um, so Hopkins, despite the fact that they got – fucking waxed on Easter uh, now look like one of the hotter teams in the nation.
1: I mean, it's, it, it's, it's really impressive, you know, being eight and seven and us talking about them like, like we do, but you know, I, I I definitely feel like they needed a guy on their team to step up and who, who better than, you know, the freshman Joey Epstein, who's, as you said, just an absolute freak, you know, he's, He's got flash. He's got flair, but he's also a great fundamental player. The dude can sh- the dude can shoot from the outside. He can score backhanded. He can score one handed. Like he's he's the whole is the whole package too, um, you know. And and I think that that Big Ten championship game really showed that he has. Lo- he's got, he's fearless too. He's got like the the big stage doesn't fucking matter to him. You know, like that was just one where it was like, you know, it doesn't matter. The game's just a, just the same old game. And that's pretty scary. Um, you know, if I was Notre Dame, I would I would <laughs> if I was Notre Dame, knowing that Hopkins just spanked Maryland twice, I would not be pleased about playing them first round. Um, you know, that being said, it's going to take a lot for them to, you know, they're going to have to come out hot. They're going to have to be fi- they're going to have to find that same energy. Right. You know, the same energy in that Big Ten championship game as they as they had. You know, to find that and tap into that again, because that was really the difference maker that I saw was they were upbeat the entire game. There was no low. There was, you know, they, they if they didn't have the momentum, they got it back, and they're going to need that against Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame's got the tra- traditionally one of the better defenses, so we'll see what they do with that team. We'll see what they do with Cole Williams. We'll see. We'll see what they do with Kyle Marr, who's just I, I love Kyle Marr. I love the way he plays. But yeah, yeah that yeah.
0: that's the thing that. So again, like so kind of said it a little bit with like Robert Morris going up against Virginia, where it's like, like, it, it's just like a really weird game for defenses to try to like game plan against that just because it's like something like so different than what they're usually used to seeing. Um, it, it's not that Hopkins is necessarily like super different to what Notre Dame's used to seeing. I mean, like Notre Dame's in the ACC, like they play against great offenses every single game. Um, but But the way that that Hopkins plays offense is like like that's why I think that like that that Easter game was an anomaly. Um, But I think that they're like a really good matchup with Penn State just because both of those offenses, there's no there's no like rhyme or reason to it. It's the fact that like, these are all just like ballers who work really, really well together. Um, and they just like figure out ways to beat the defense. So like, that's the thing, like, like Notre Dame's defense they're I mean, they're great defensive. Like you look, you look at the scores of, of all their games and you know, and for, you know, especially in the shot clock era, like none of these games are necessarily wide open, you know, big scoring games. Um, you know they they usually hold their their opponents to somewhere around you know eight nine ten goals, um, but you know with with Hopkins' offense just being so like unpredictable, like because they can just they can beat you in so many different ways. Um, you know I, I think that that would that would kind of scare me a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean I don't know maybe maybe Notre Dame will will decide to to play a little. Little funky offensively as well, and and we'll just have ourselves a good old fashioned classic on our hands. I'm I'm like this might be the one that I'm the most torn on.
1: I would say so too. Um, you know because Notre Dame's going to have to expend a lot of energy. You know because you can you can control you know one attackman by scheme usually. You know especially if 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 you know you know it his tendencies or things like that. I, I think they could probably control Epstein. You know, I'm not going to say you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to rack on him a little bit. They, they can probably control him better because of his size. He's not as big as Pat Spencer. He's not as domineering. Um, and I, I think that they, they might try to get in the shorts. So then that, that, that tests how well your other guys step up, you know, if, if Epstein's get, getting slid on early, it's like, okay, well, can you see the field? You know, are the other guys working to get, you know, the other guys working to, to you know, step up and, and, and play and get open and, um, you know, direct the ball, you know, direct traffic where Epstein can't. You know, um, it's going to be really, really interesting how, how how Notre Dame comes out and plays that. Uh, you know, Notre Dame might have a trick or two up their sleeve, but we'll, we'll see that on uh, on game day.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I am – I really don't know which way to go in this one. Um, well, I made my
1: pick. I said it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess I'll just go with Duke in this game. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, gun to my head. I I think that. I, I oh man, this this is a tough one, and this is also Come really on, it's not this, that hard. Is, this is also really bad radio. Um, you know, eight and six going up against. You know, I'm going. I'm going to Notre Dame. In this one um just because i i think that it, it's gonna be a little bit of a different game for their offense uh you know as opposed to that that game against penn state so it's just gonna be a little tougher for them it's gonna be 7 30 uh at you know at 7 30 p.m at uh notre dame so you know a, a big home night game for them to start off the tournament so we'll go notre dame i'm I'm not necessarily thrilled with that pick um but yeah so we'll, we'll go Guess that's what we're going with because I just said it. All right, uh, I think that's fair. All right, well, that right there—that is the first round of the 2019 NCAA tournament. Um, as as I'm saying this right now, uh, the third quarter just ended between UMBC and Marist, and UMBC is up nine to six against Marist. So there's a chance that we could see a sub 500 team in the first round, um, who will then get although oh shit if umbc wins this game i mean umbc as as a school has history as a, a 16 seed knocking off a one
1: hmm. they're still that gonna get true. fucking steamrolled you, up, yeah right? they're gonna get
0: it's pence it, it, you've seen
1: penn state play this year yeah yeah
0: it, U, umbc going up against virginia and basketball is a totally different like virginia basketball did not have Gran matt and mac o'keefe um so, yeah, so they will get steamrolled either way. But first round, here we go. There are only, uh, I believe, there's like six, to 15 games left in, in the college lacrosse season. So drink them all in. Uh, also drink in all the bang energies you can. Uh, and Absolutely. Makes, yeah, shotgun them. You know, you got a lot of lacrosse to watch this weekend, and you're you're not going to want to miss a beat. So you got to stay awake. Got to keep that mind alert. It's got to be a bang. Uh, make sure to follow us on social twitter and instagram the handle is at the crease dive tell your friends tell your family tell your enemies and for the for the whole weekend and for the rest of our lives we are keeping it low to high to the day we die we out